when I was like first getting into this, I was that was one of the main issues that I was concerned about on the editing back end. I was like, man, because it's really weird actually. Like the video, yeah. uh, I think it's the video slows. It's like slower than the audio really? over time. Like it'll start out in sync at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. and then over like twenty minutes, it'll start to lag behind because the video, uh, like, I guess. It makes sense, I guess. Picking up like imagery and video is more, I guess. I don't, I don't know, fucking how to describe it. It's more intensive data processing, so I don't know. It slows. It's really fucking weird, but so by halfway through the video, the voice doesn't match up with mm-hmm. what they're hearing. Yeah, and then it's just all over the place. So you kind of gotta, kind of gotta like cut and splice and shit. But there's a way you can do it in like adobe premiere pro mm-hmm. it's like an automatic tool mm-hmm. that'll do it for you but that's like a 200 dollars subscription there's some adobe products are so expensive so do you i just use imovie the they offer a thing for students so basically have you seen that no oh so i might have all, seen that. so it's like all adobe products and as long as you have university email and i'm st- i was using mine up until last year even though we've graduated so yeah I don't know if mine probably still works. It's been like two years. I don't know. I just tried to reset my password in there, mm-hmm. and it says the username's no, not recognized. So <laughs> we've been out of the game too long. Dude, it was a gift getting like Outlook or all those like Microsoft products. It's like Office for products free. for free. For free. That's pretty plug. Yeah. Now I gotta bum it off my mom's account. Really? That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I have like a Word and like Excel and everything on there. So. It's not. I never. I never. I never fucking really use it because it's like word. But it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. I guess. But, dude. Yeah, your shirt is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like I love that shit. JT that brought it up yesterday, so mm-hmm. I was like, might as well break it out. Dude, seriously, that's that's the chain too. Looks sick. <laughs> Looks sick, bro. That's, so where did Built you get that? Like, was it in just like a market or? Yeah. So we had a few day break from teaching, so that's we wild. went to. Was it, I think it was a place called Taichung, and Taichung. it's like north. Let's see, northwest part. It's south of Taipei, which is the capital city. But yeah, we were chilling there for a weekend and just mm-hmm. walking through a night market. And we were going to go to the clubs after. So we were oh. looking for cl- clothes to wear like in the night market to buy and wear to the clubs that's that night. sweet. And so I bartered for this bad boy. And Dude, that's lit. sick. Literally going to shop for clothes you're going to wear that night. <laughs> yep. That's what I was like. Fuck. And they're all super outlandish. Like they're equally as outlandish as this one. So it was just like Dude, choosing through them. When you walked out, literally the sun was like, it looked absolutely wild. Yeah. I was like, from, uh, I think if you're a little bit of a ways away, mm-hmm. it probably just like sparkled. Like that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Fucking for me. I was like, what the hell? That's gnarly. Wild. Dude, that's <laughs> crazy. That reminds me of just going like, um, to Goodwill and like getting, getting, uh, getting just, just, just for fun. Things. I haven't done that in a while. That is, it is fun going thrifting though. And there's a ton of them around. You have like, honestly, Vincent St. Paul, Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different ones. Whereas when we were up in school, it was literally just Goodwill. Yeah. You're like, you just drive out to East Town Mall. There's like one Goodwill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of, not a lot of options. Yep. Dude, when I went out to, um, I went on a vacation with my mom out to like, uh, it wasn't Portland, it was, it was Seattle, mm-hmm. went to Seattle, Washington, and we were just there for, I think like maybe two nights, we were doing like the whole West Coast type mm-hmm. thing, not the whole West Coast, like Pacific Northwest, but we, and we were just like, all right, let's, 
let's go to like let's find a goodwill or like let's find thrifting stores because seattle is just like got crazy like cool just crazy like thrifty stuff right you know but there was a goodwill there that was literally the biggest goodwill i've ever been in my life (laughs) four floors like dude yeah it was nuts it was yeah it was four floors um like steps going down and like on each level there was there's like a boutique on one level so kind of like a little bit high-end stuff there mm-hmm. was like sports section on one level oh, and like casual stuff on the other level that was that was where i got that um uh the blue uh robe thing is it like a kimono the kimono thing? yeah 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 that's where i got that <laughs> was in seattle oh my god yeah it is remember when when i wore that over halloween facts yep. that's fun went crazy mm-hmm yeah, bro. Shit, man, I missed you, though. I felt like forever. It did. Damn. It was a very weird period, especially for you guys, mm-hmm. seeing the world continue to be shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was de- Yeah, I was thinking about definitely asking you that, like, how COVID was different over there, because it must have been way different mm-hmm. during that period than it was over here, because at least in my kind of, like, ex- experience there, it was kind of like a slow roll. Like, nobody really knew. Like, it took a while. Obviously, like with people around here, I guess for like people to, I think it took a while for people to realize like, oh, okay, we need to, to like it took a month or two before stuff started like actually happening and like masks came out and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I remember there was a period like April, May, yeah. where pretty much everyone was just like, well, what do we do? <laughs> you know, everything was kind of going normally. People were buying uh, a lot of toilet paper. But that was kind of about it. <laughs> but I don't know. It, yeah, like I was. I guess how was it, it? Was it like completely different over there, or like at the beginning of it and like through it? Or like I guess I'm kind of just curious how that whole went because obviously I know different political structures and different um, regulations, different just culture, different different um, socioeconomic you know, stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. Making completely different choices on the other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I guess I was awarded the unique opportunity to be <laughs> somewhat of a subject expert now in public health because now I've seen how mm-hmm. COVID has taken over two countries. Dude, seriously. Leaving it when it was shut down this one, and then as I was coming back from Taiwan, that uh, is, it yeah. was shutting. The reason I came back when I did was because the country was shutting down because mm-hmm. of COVID. So Right, you would have stayed there, late. You stayed there longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I would have gotten back three days ago. Damn. Yep. Damn. So yeah, you got back about a month early then. Mm-hmm. Cut me short by a month because mm-hmm. I was just sitting in my apartment waiting. Because mm-hmm. the way that they do it is they implement nationwide lockdowns on a variety of scales. So let's see. It got level four would be that you have no reason to be outside. Mm-hmm. Just stay in, hunker down, order food in, or eat the food that you have. Level four. Mm-hmm. They have levels. They have levels. Wow. And we they were whole stuck. nation. Like it's not correct. This is not like there's no local. Correct. No, the no, city like, governments do have a little bit of sway in mm-hmm. like the means that if you get caught without wearing a mask, how much is the fine? But mm-hmm. you're supposed to be fined if you are caught outside without a mask at a variety of the levels, especially three and four. I wow. Think. So what's level three? Level three is what <laughs> basically I sat in for, I think it was five and a half weeks. We sat okay. inside like basically it was a month and we sat inside waiting, just watching the news waiting ordering to see. food in and stuff yep yep yeah. ordering food no restaurants and a lot of restaurants honestly because they're family establishments like the bottom floor would be the restaurant the top floor would be their house the restaurants would just be closed because they're hunkering down 
So a lot of the restaurants oh, even were shut down. Jesus. So it's like chain restaurants, they're a thing there. Western, like you have you have KFC, you have mm-hmm. pizza. But like the majority of the places that people go to eat every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm-hmm. are mom and pop shops with the families living upstairs. So, mm. the, to, so to lose like one third of all those restaurants. One third. Yeah, I would say. Well, that's kind of similar to what happened uh, here as well in like mm-hmm. big cities like, you know, New York and like Los, and Los Angeles and other big cities where, uh, yeah, a lot of like small, small time restaurant owners got put out because mm-hmm. they were, they were like the first, they were, they were some of the first with like movie theaters and stuff Yep. and like big, big stuff. That's crazy. That, that was like a third of the third, third of the third of restaurant. Yeah. Business like places, owners, places to buy food go. basically being closed and they have a huge, um, culture like eating t- eating takeout and mm-hmm. eating out culture so that was like a mm-hmm. huge shock walking down the street and one out of every three restaurants is kind of closed and shuttered for the right time what being. do you do yeah it's Just, like and it created that much pressure on the ones that were open mm-hmm. like whenever we would so the news would come on at two o'clock every day to announce the covid numbers to announce various municipalities talking about where they think it's going to go or what they will do to protect so like uh, sure. city officials mixing with government officials so we'd wait until those two o'clock news and if it was positive or negative, if it was positive, we'd know we didn't need to rush out and go to the grocery store because there's probably not going to be a lot of people there. But mm-hmm. if the numbers were rising or if one of the, the city officials said something that was kind of like concerning, mm-hmm. there would be an influx of people going to like the, the small little grocery stores. Just like, like that. Yeah. They, it's, wow. they were very reactive. It was very weird to see. Wow. And, all, and everyone, 23 million people are all tuned into this one broadcast of all the city officials like really because it, it, it infects the entire country whereas right. here like we we hear bits and pieces of how it's covid's going down in florida mm-hmm. but we don't watch the we don't watch the florida news, the florida news right. or like the florida city of public True. health officials True. talking about True. what they're doing we just it's hear like nbc broad and like, yeah yeah but this the big, one the big ones right so yeah, this one had everyone tuned in everyone had the same source and so wow. every all Choices were so reactive and they were so widespread, like everyone was doing the same thing because they only had one source. It was like a very uh, easy route to manipulation too. And like, you know, that's scary. Yeah. To me, you have to have full trust. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of power Mm -hmm. in, you know, having one voice or one, one place that's giving out, you know, one voice to the entire population. Mm -hmm. That's fucking crazy. There is a great, and a lot of that public trust was built though, because at the beginning, the reason I could go there was because they were handling COVID so well at a time where we were shut down completely. Mm-hmm. So to be able to be in that environment was just so crazy to see how Dude. an entire different country handled it so completely differently. They, they shut down at the beginning. They were like not even taking a chance mm-hmm. because have you ever heard of the SARS virus? Yeah. Yep. S- yep. SARS virus in the nineties wrecked Taiwan. Like it was real. They, okay. And they took that to heart. So right. ever since the SARS virus, they've been having like practice drills. They had PPE stored. Wow. They've been Holy on shit. it. Just basically waiting for something like this to happen. And the main thing though, that really helped them was shutting down the border at the beginning mm-hmm. because it saved them from being shut down during the whole time that America was Holy till God. May, second week of May. They, May of 2021 was the first time that COVID actually had a significant change in the lifestyle of the Taiwanese because they were still going to school. Mm-hmm. They're wearing masks, but, and having their temperature checked in and out. The border was just, it, but, it was, the, the, it was, the, the, it was the, locked. Yeah. The border was locked. Mm-hmm. But then like, even like we weren't going to school. We finished, I finished school online here. In right. America. Right. But there they were, they never stopped going to school. That's gnarly. So, I wonder how the supply chain works with that, that kind of thing. Maybe. 
years and years and years. That's crazy. I mean, obviously, they got it planned out. Yeah. Because, damn, yeah, I remember hearing something about that with SARS affecting, um, yeah, some some countries over there, Taiwan being one of them. Yeah, at the That's beginning nuts. of at the beginning of COVID, I think they used SARS as kind of like the benchmark for things like transmission rate. Just as like, I mean, it was only twenty years ago. So mm-hmm. I remember when, I I mean I remember I I remember in middle school there was like swine flu mm-hmm. and like kind of that little stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was never even like it was just like brush on the shoulder, like whatever. Yeah, nobody. It, it maybe have impacted us for two weeks, mm-hmm. but not something Nothing that like changed this. the trajectory of countries people's lives cost them lives that's that's insane though that yeah that whole i mean it makes it it makes sense if the if that population got devastated by a virus before that they would want to be that much more prepared next time and i mean that's that's what we're gonna have to end up doing and that's what that's i mean i'm sure that's what globally everyone's gonna end up having to do is just yeah, prepare for something like this again because it's only inevitable that something like this will happen again. Even it's with the just, Delta variant, look at the Delta variant. Yeah, like, it's fucking yeah, nuts, Yeah, it has the bro. same name as COVID, but they, they've been saying it moves like chicken pox, which is kind of scary. Like, Dude, I just went to Woodman's and like got some stuff. Yeah. The, the store. Like, masks most everywhere? people were wearing, were wearing masks. Nice. I was like, holy fuck. I did not expect that. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't have one on because I didn't fucking... I honestly didn't even know that Dane County implemented them back again like really no yeah i didn't i didn't hear about the, i mean i didn't i heard i heard about i heard about the news like a few days ago yeah yeah but is it a requirement now for us i have no idea yeah I've, i just i just i just basically saw the headline mm. and i was like oh shit i guess this is coming again but i mean i didn't i didn't see any like signs yeah. outside of the store mm-hmm. saying like this is required so i wasn't too sure but it was just interesting because i was like holy fuck this is the most massive I've seen on people in months. And like, I guess Jesus. that does kind of make sense because in a place like Madison, where a lot of the population, a uh, very larger, higher percentage of the population is vaccinated. So mm-hmm. you think that they'd be that much more adverse already mm-hmm. to it. So if there's a chance that they would get it, they would be the one, the first ones to wear masks. So I right. bet that's why we're seeing so many more people wear masks because people have been safe. Mm-hmm. The overwhelming majority of people have been safe here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of... Yeah, I think I honestly think what I'm remembering now is like it's basically what they were saying is you should wear a mask uh, if you're not vaccinated, 100% vaccinated. If you are 100% vaccinated, like mm-hmm. you should, uh, you're good. Or, I think that's what a lot of the businesses <laughs> use pushing, that one. Yeah, yeah, pushing for that, which is good. I mean, whatever. But uh, yeah, it was nuts though. It, it, <laughs> go walking in there, <laughs> it's, you know, that it felt kind of weird because I was like one of the few people. Mm-hmm. not wearing one i felt, I felt kind of bad i was like oh shit <laughs> even though i'm vaccinated but whatever but yeah the the differences between countries man that's so, that's so unique i feel like mm-hmm. it's definitely why I, yeah i'm super curious about that because not many people had that type of experience lives through know? the two shutting down of two different countries mm-hmm. it also must have been fucking terrifying to be honest like because yes. i was uh i mean just imagine like you got this nice, got this dope ass uh, scholarship mm-hmm. to do this educational stuff out there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, expecting to see the sites, mm-hmm. go like basically have a 
I mean, obviously, you did like have a, an experience of a sabbatical, basically. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, I don't have a teaching degree. I don't have a background yeah, in education. Right, so right. it was just a complete, it was a completely horizontal um, job change for mm-hmm. a little while. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a shakeup. But when the, that all started, that like started right when you got out there. Mm-hmm. So it was just. I like, was supposed to be out there August of 2020. So, so originally it's an 11 month grant, and it got cut down to six. Um, they finally let us in. They. They were in talks with the Taiwanese government. Months. That's what you were. Yeah, yeah I was you supposed were to go be there for months. eleven months, mm-hmm. and so come Damn, May of 2020, they're like, "Just a heads up, we don't think you're going to be able to go in August. We'll push you back to January 1st. You mm-hmm. have the option to defer, so you would take the six months, you'd stay, and then you go for the full year next year." Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, that's like for I mean, me. For me, I was using I was using this as a way to kind of round myself out as a human before yeah. I jump into the job field and to for take sure. to take a year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was yeah. I risked that. But yeah. So it being cut in six months from the get go was definitely disappointing. Mm-hmm. It added things like the fourteen day isolated quarantine in a hotel room. Right. It added the seven day self manage where you report where you are at basically any time outside the house. And then Is that all through phones and stuff? Yeah. So yeah. when we got off the plane, we were just put in a, a huge line and we bought SIM SIM cards there because um we joined internet service providers over there and everything and that's how they tracked us that that's how they let us know um what was going on and also they were so precise with the gps on those things that Mm -hmm. if we were walking into a group of crowd you get a text that says you're walking into a large group of people please stay away wow that's how good the monitoring was holy fuck yeah so one time so two of the people i was out there with they we were chilling in the in the hotel, because you have to, you don't see a soul for 14 days. Mm-hmm. You get the knock on the door, you go out there, you grab your food. There's cameras outside in the hall, making sure you don't step out of the room. So you're in there. What? But, there's cameras in the hallway? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. There's cameras in the streets too, right? Yep. Yeah, there's CCTV. cameras. In, CCTV. Mm-hmm. And that's how they would do. Yeah, like, I'm going to check this video sure. real quick. For sure. I'm going to remember what we're talking about though. Cameras and... Fucking... Alright, sweet. Still going? Exactly, almost 20 minutes. Sweet. I had that issue last time. <laughs> Rip. Hopefully it keeps going. <laughs> A lot less editing required when you don't have to yeah. stitch things together. All right, yeah, dude. So the, Anyways. So the tracking. Yeah, so basically, the tracking. Oh, my God, that's, that's crazy. Two of my friends there, they turned their phones off and on just, just randomly mm-hmm. while we were in the hotel. But the GPS put them outside. The GPS flashed to the police that as it was resetting it put them outside the hotel making the police think that they were outside the hotel during that 14 day quarantine oh god and so they got a knock on the door a few hours later that oh wanted to make sure that they were still there god so it the, was the cops showed up yep the cops showed up at the door whoa we get a call every night at like seven o'clock and it would it would ask us to report our temperature ask us if we experiencing any symptoms and they would call back every day for 14 days holy fuck so it's those kind of safeguards yeah that's what that's why they kept the fucking shit so low yeah so things like that definitely impacted the experience of being over there for Mm -hmm. as long as it did but it's also worth it because you also got to go clubbing (laughs) and like once you get once you got past all that (laughs) you know you could you could like actually go out and experience right the the only requirement of mass was in public transportation which i Mm didn't i was in a city of like it was like 2.8 million people. So the subway system was, other than the motorcycle, the subway system was a great way to get around. So just pop on a mask as you're going into the subway system and take it off right away. Other than that, uh, 
masks were optional when I was teaching, which was nice that up until nice. the end. They were mandatory, but good for like communicating. You oh, especially to, like yeah. I was teaching with, phonics, with kids. so like yeah, you, so they need to be the able pronunciation. To they need to be able to see where my yeah. tongue is. They right. need to see where my lips are. So that was making that would have been really difficult. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. def- and then yeah, <sighs> just off audio, I can't imagine like mm-hmm. somebody with a mask trying to teach me like Spanish, <laughs> and that's why. Our teaching got cut a month short because mm. when we went online, they didn't have like the resources available to them to. They just basically had to create a Google Classroom, give out the links to all the kids and their parents, and they had to join and they had to do it on the fly. Whereas in America, wow. the kids like didn't have to go to school for a few days. They mm-hmm. got time to prepare. There's tons of resources. So when things moved online, things like English instruction from an English teacher, mm-hmm. which I did, I can speak Chinese, but I right. can't do classroom management through mm-hmm. Google meets. Like I can't have the yeah. same level of interactions. So that's why they cut it You'd even write. a month earlier at the end. So basically and that's more like writing. You're like actually having to type stuff, right? Right. Like I would build, those... I'd build presentations and I'd give okay. them the videos okay. for it. But in terms of like my impact in the classroom, yeah. it, it was so significantly much more hurt when it goes online. So much to more. Nothing. Yeah. So much more in person, so much more valuable. In person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's gnarly. So the transition from on, from real world uh, school to online school was like instantaneous, almost. Is what you're saying? Like, yeah, I think it was. They got three days. They had three, wow. and Jesus. and they just used like Google Classroom. Yeah, Google yeah. Classroom. I think they were stuck to everyone used Google Classroom. Maybe mm-hmm. some Zoom, but mm-hmm. I guess that's all you really need. That's and, all you can really do. do. And in I felt so bad because because of the way the standard of living and because we're teaching in disadvantaged schools mm. that not all the kids had access to parents that could stay home and watch them because mm-hmm. of, these were kids kindergarten through sixth grade that we had the potential of teaching. I only right. taught fifth and sixth. Right. So the kids were a little bit older. They could stay home mm-hmm. while the, usually both parents would go to work, mm-hmm. but some kids didn't have access to a device that could get on zoom or reliable Google classroom, internet, reliable, reliable internet, yeah. kid uh, parents to watch them and to take care of them. And so to, like, like, help them. Th- I can't, like, a kid's not, if a kid's alone. Right. A little tiny kid is and alone. We, we talked about this in America. Like, that was a topic. Like, what are we going to do about the kids Dude, that I was, don't have yeah. PCs or things like that? And for as much as I know, they we found ways around it. But there there was, there wasn't funds set aside so that school public schools could give their kids um, internet accessible devices. Things right. like that. So the kids were just literally for lack of a better term, shit out of luck. Like, yeah, they were screwed. Yeah, so yeah. that's the real loser. Mm-hmm. Was, I got to see the real losers firsthand. Dude, yeah. The, yeah, that that's fucking... That's shit, man. I was... Yeah, when when we were in the depths of it, I was listening to uh, yeah a lot of podcasts about like this fucking school problem and the fact that these young kids are losing so much. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just in this... You know, that's so long mm-hmm. for a little kid. Like, one full year. Of just of 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 uh, of not being able to get real, I guess in person, you know, schooling. Yep. Um, and I was yeah, I was hearing a lot of stories too. Of uh, I mean, yeah, same thing, same thing over here with you know, it's just so like. And I'm I'm sure you yeah, like you said, you saw it firsthand, where yeah, it comes out down to those like household differences, and then. Mm-hmm. You know, if the kid, yeah, like I was saying, if the kid doesn't have, you know, like a supportive parent there kind of push, pushing them to get through it or like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see, 
obviously some some kids are gonna have it better than others but mm-hmm. man i feel like that would be so hard and not even a just from tiny, a learning perspective like, but from a social perspective too yeah like imagine that's the biggest thing pulling us out of third or fourth grade and you just sit there for mm-hmm. basically a year that's the biggest thing I and think. you're faced yeah. with you're faced with apps that are designed to keep you engaged mm-hmm. like depending on where you live the weather's not so great so you can't go out and do normal kid things mm-hmm. like it was just uh, they're at a significant disadvantage. The Fortnite generation is at a very significant disadvantage. <laughs> Dude, seriously, bro. <laughs> the Fortnite generation, yeah. Yeah, because that game, yeah, that, I mean, that game, like, uh, attracts ki- younger kids. Right. Like that, yeah. The ones, the, we played it, we can play it as older individuals, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have, like, the draw. We don't need it on right. a, an iPad, a phone, and a gaming system. Jeez. Like I didn't know it was that bad. Oh, <laughs> If you just walk around a mall, you'll see the kids the stuck kids on a phone. It. And if they're old enough right. to have any sort of use of their thumbs, they're probably playing Fortnite. So that's just so addictive. It's just a way to group that young. I don't know what's. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if they're Gen Z, but mm-hmm. the, the Fortnite kids. The Fortnite kids. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Seriously though, fucking. Yeah, that's that's that 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 is that is that is wild though. All that shit. Um, about the schooling stuff, man. Yeah, the social thing I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I can't imagine. I mean, well, yeah. What I what I was thinking of was, man, it's gonna be interesting to see these kids grow up, and you know, ten years from now, mm-hmm. you know, those perspectives. Because it's not like they're gonna forget that, right? Like, holy shit. I mean, when uh, uh, when nine eleven happened, that was. I mean, I was fucking like. I've do you have four. any recollection no none zero um i mean i was four yeah 97 yeah yeah i was in that's one of the earliest memories i have which is so weird really that, yeah was getting pulled out i still remember all the parents lining up outside we, were, we must have been pre-k right really yeah yeah I th- yeah it was kindergarten or first grade yeah yeah something like that so i think i might re- yeah i think i might remember s- something about them putting it on the projector something really like yeah so i remember someone coming in and telling our teacher who was at the front of the class she whispered and then her face just completely changed and then everything got the vibe just felt super serious as a four-year-old picking up on vibes yeah but (laughs) the then she hopped on the phone someone else came in to like kind of distract us or whatever and then they said your parents are coming to pick you up and they sent us home for the day and it was all super solemn like my mom just rushed me home and I don't remember being able to watch. I remember being able to watch TV, but as long as there wasn't like footage, as long Mm -hmm. as it wasn't planes in the background or anything, I just remember hearing the sound of the TV and then my mom standing in front of the TV and watching. That's Jesus. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these kids are going to have a similar recollection of that, but it's a year long. Well, dude, yeah, that's what I was going to bring it back to was, um, the fact that, you know, yeah, personally, I think I, like I have some very faded memories of like maybe my teacher putting the news on, mm-hmm. on like the projector and everyone was like watching mm-hmm. That was like it. I don't know. But, but yeah, I was uh, connecting it to that. Cause I mean, that was like one day, like just this, this like thing, this terrorist attack that happened in one day, you know, obviously the, it had reper- repercussions that lasted a long time, but um, the initial thing, like, that thing was, you know, it was this instant, mm-hmm. this, this, this attack. Um, and yeah, all this being like a year long, I can't even imagine. It's, all comes down to trauma. Dude. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see those kids grow up. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Those stories. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it yeah, it's going to form a whole new type of human being mm-hmm. pretty much when you think about it. Like, 
it's fucking crazy, man. But uh, I was going to ask you how about your motorcycle stuff because <laughs> I'm still very curious about, like, uh, how you came across that and just that feeling of riding through all that traffic and stuff like that on those <laughs> roads because uh, I've, you know, I've definitely thought about maybe maybe getting a bike one day mm-hmm. or, like, something, but it always kind of scares me, you know? <laughs> Uh, just the you're you you are in absolute total control of your life yep like in those moments uh and even though like your 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 bike wasn't like a full-fledged like motorcycle. wasn't a crotch rocker by any no means. by any means by <laughs> any means we'll have to talk to matt about that because yep. he's 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 the guy for that but uh, i mean to me when you when i was seeing those snaps of you and the bike i was like I was picturing you z- zipping through these like crazy hills and mm-hmm. the 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 dirt roads if there's dirt roads <laughs> yeah all Definitely. over the place like I, I don't know if you have like a craziest bike experience or like oh, I've got just, a couple I've got a couple for or just sure. like a gnarly story <laughs> I feel sure. like that would be cool I'll just start with the backstory of how I got on the bike because I have prior yeah. to going to Taiwan I have I've sat on a dirt I was bike surprised. before yeah I was surprised because. <laughs> Man, when you, when I saw the picture, I was like, "Holy shit! What? That's not the Noah I know." <laughs> getting on a getting on that thing. <laughs> I had a I had a very short, small short list of things I wanted to do mm-hmm. in Taiwan, and number one was ride a motorcycle, two was paraglide, and three was get a fat tattoo. Fuck so that, dude. saved <laughs> saved saved the tattoo appointment or trying to get a tattoo appointment till the end, which COVID shut it down, so that was a no go. Right, right, Paragliding. Right. Didn't get the chance to. Wasn't there long enough. That would have been wild. Ridiculous. That would have been wild. And then the number one thing was to learn to ride a motorcycle. Because I knew here in Wisconsin, you can only ride a motorcycle for four or five months out of the year comfortably. Because of the snow. Because of the general cold. Unfortunately. Yeah. If it's 50 degrees, that's cold on a bike. And the roads are terrible because of it. Because everything thaws. Mm -hmm. I mean, potholes everywhere. The opportunity to drive a motorcycle for six months um, Mm -hmm. was just had to Sick. take it dude so i especially there yep. i mean that was the main thing i was like fuck dude the geography must look crazy just just because i love driving mm-hmm. like driving's awesome it's very mm-hmm. very relaxing a little bit but yeah uh that day yeah, i just pictured you rolling through like over pineapple know, fields over like mountains, mountains? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah damn dude. it was sick Damn. So where'd you get it exactly? So how do you how do you come how do you come about or did you just find it online or something? So first two weeks I was in Taiwan was in that lockdown period and yeah. I joined Facebook Messenger and I just scrolled day yeah, and day yeah, and day yeah. and day. Kind of got a sense for a lot okay, of how much. Ones. Oh yeah, I was never gonna buy a, a new one because I was only there six or seven months. So the goal is to use it, abuse it, ditch it, kind of thing. It looked cool. Yeah, it was it was it a looked, great bike. It looked fucking cool. Um, so kind of looked like something out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it did look different than the ones there. A lot of them were kind of like the fathead gas tank ones, like kind oh, really? of like they're called cafe riders. They look, they're a little bit older, more mm-hmm. military style, okay. like just bulky. So this one was sweet. It was kind of, it was sleek. Slim. Yeah. It had aftermarket shocks. It had aftermarket muffler. Yeah. Like it sounded different. So yeah, I found it on Facebook marketplace, like a week into self, or a week into quarantine. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, can you just hold it for me? Just hold it for me. I'll be out soon. <laughs> I'll have money in hand. So I had to wait until I was out of quarantine. And then you have to pass uh, the driving test over there. So for anything right. less than 200 cc, you can take it on a moped. So I drove, practiced on a moped, took a skills and driving test, like at the, the Taiwanese DMV, basically. Damn. So I had to take so in crazy. front of like an instructor. Ah. 
So I got that, and then well, how, the English was fine. You did uh, <laughs> how was that? Was that a little awkward or what? <laughs> we needed help. Like he, so you know, on the driving tests, I guess we don't really do that here in America. But most places that I saw for the DMV over there was it was just in a little course. So mm-hmm. the guy would walk around in full Chinese talking about the course, and my oh, Chinese okay. is conversational. Like I can survive no problem. Oh, but okay. when you get yeah. to like talking about, about a driving course yes driving course that's out the window so yeah. it was just white noise to me so yeah. i kind of just watched enough videos and you just sit there and you kind of watch yeah. people go through okay. and you know yeah. and i had a great our coordinator that i was with she was phenomenal and she Dope. helped us get scooters to rent to practice on she helped t- oh uh, that was with the whole group and stuff yep that's so we super all cool. learned that's so we all learned cool. together all took the test together all grinded <laughs> they just got everyone on bikes yep <laughs> Because you got to need it. I mean, you're going to need them. Yeah, we were. Do I mean, I drove, I took it like two hours outside the city sometimes. So I was like, just about to ask how far like, yep, so you, you actually took that. That, thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting experience. Two hours? It hurt my ass for sure. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, two hours on a, yeah. Two hours on just a flat road. Mm-hmm. It'll hurt your fucking ass. <laughs> so to circle back, basically took the test. And the next day I took the subway 45 minutes north to go pick up the motorcycle i have to the to that point i had never gotten on a motorcycle before but i bought one at the dmv that day so i brought my motorcycle helmet with me up on the subway uh we traded the keys at the dmv for the Mm -hmm. cash and he's like he's kind of staying there i bought it from a dude not much older than me it was his first bike he needed a car so he was just he was upgrading oh yeah and so he did he sold me the bike and he was just kind of standing there he's like waiting for me to drive off and I I watched watched YouTube videos and figured out how to drive, right. but it was my first time ever putting my hands on, on a handlebar, bike. and I was just like, "Oh, I have to make a call. Um, go ahead without me. Like, I'll just go." Yeah. So I waited <laughs> until he left, put the phone down, pulled up YouTube again, and taught myself how to drive with on that motorcycle in the parking lot before the sunset, Damn, so I could drive bro. it to forty five minutes. Back. The minute like you picked it up, yep. yeah, I was like, like, I need to learn right. how to drive this specific one. So I threw on a YouTube video right here because that was your way home, dude. Yeah, that was my way home. <laughs> I needed the. How was that ride home? The, <laughs> was it scary? Forty-five minutes up there on the train, three and a half coming back. Yeah. Because at every stoplight, was it dark? I would no, I would die. Like the the motorcycle would die because I couldn't keep it on because I was oh, still yeah. trying to figure out the cadence of you got to shift the clutch. And, yeah, yeah when shift, to shift and stuff and how to keep it idle at a at a light. That was the hardest thing. So it took me forever. I got back. I was like dripping in sweat. Like, yeah. Because I couldn't I couldn't just leave it on the road somewhere. I couldn't leave it in the DMV because they had a gate that opened and closed. And you were so alone. Had, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to figure out how to get back. So I learned on YouTube and then drove it back. And Holy fuck, dude. I would have been shitting bricks. <laughs> that was so like one of those experiences. That's what like that was so character. In the middle of Taiwan. <laughs> And it's, dude, yeah, that would have been nine, fucking 90 wild. degree heat. I'm wearing a, a motorcycle helmet, getting absolutely cooked by the sun. And I on was the like, side of the road, yep. just like trying to figure this shit out. <sighs> fucking and people flying by. All, that all was the, that was the loudest fuck. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I had a great helmet, so, and yeah. I had a Bluetooth speaker in the helmet, so I could blast tunes while I was oh, driving. Oh, shit. That's is, dope. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have that. That was sweet. So adding a soundtrack to whipping across the Taiwanese oh traffic. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, but coming back, I, I was like super nervous. Like I had driven on a scooter on the road before, like a moped on the road before. So mm-hmm. I knew the kind of pace of traffic. I knew that there would be people coming close. Mm-hmm. But I got on the motorcycle and as I'm coming back, all of a sudden I feel a sting. And I was like, oh, oh did I just get like a bee sting or something? And then comes this dude comes past me and it was the zipper from his jacket. Had hit me. He was that close. Whoa. <laughs> so that was like the rudest awakening. It's just like had. he was it's just driving yeah, by. So it was open. 
And so as he drives by, it just whips me in the back, the, the end of the, the zipper. So like foot away. Yeah. <laughs> just so, like whipping right by you. So that was a rude awakening. Like I need to be attentive at all times. Like texting and driving isn't a thing there. Like you will die if you try to text yeah, and drive. That's Because fucked. there's a very Are there stoplights? There are stoplights <laughs> and they're 90 seconds, which is brutal. 90 seconds. So there would be a number. How so does that work? 90. Because there are the usually fuck? three or four lanes so when it's a four-way stop, there's three or four lanes. It's not. Oh, Jesus. So it's a cluster. Oh, God. And so 90-second <laughs> lights, so I'd just be chilling there. And the roads there, you can take a scooter or a motorcycle up on the sidewalk. There would be cars up on the sidewalk. I hate to describe it like this, but it's the Wild West. Yeah. Like, it's a straight-up Wild West. Like, you had to be attentive at all times. That's insane. People, um, older generations would deaths. tend. Oh, big time. I think there was, just in accidents, I think out of. I probably knew 30 or 40 people that were driving scooters. There was at least five or six accidents. Like, that's not great odds. No, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> 30 or 40 or five or six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not great. So, <laughs> that's not great. And, but it was just so commonplace. Yeah. It's just the way of like, <sighs> and people, you'd put, I saw a family of four on one moped before. How? A, a kid, oh my God. You got God. a kid on the that's lap, so a kid in dangerous. between the legs, and the mom holding on to the back. Or the mom holding on to a small child while holding on to the dad, and then the kid down where his feet would be. Oh my! Fuck. So just just the level of um, safety controls that they right. have over there was so different. So that was tough to get used to. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean their baseline for safety is mm-hmm. like nothing. <laughs> you know, at that point, fucking on the roads compared to I guess out here. And there were differences in the laws too. So mm-hmm. like when you come to a four-way intersection, um, if in America, if you want to take a left, you stay on the left side. And then when it turns green, you wait until there's no oncoming traffic and you take your left turn. Right. But over there, you shoot across the intersection to a box on the other side of the intersection. So what? So you go when you're trying to take a left, you go straight through about 75% of the intersection. And then there's a little white box and you turn your scooter. So you're facing left now. Right. So you go across. You I turn, see it. You're yeah. Going like this. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you take they a left turn. Box. They have a box. They have a box. That was so foreign. For to like me. one person, one no, vehicle it would be at like a time. Fifteen scooters. Like, oh, if there's a lot of people trying to turn left, everyone's going straight. But the people who want to turn left go to the right side so they can get in the box, and then they're facing <laughs> they have straight. They in the box. That's so, funny. And the box is like fifteen or twenty. I wonder why they have a box. I wonder who designed it. That I mean, way. after using it like that, dude, those left turns, people will always try to shoot the left turns while there's oncoming traffic through yeah. an intersection, and that's Yikes. how I see so many. That completely Yikes. eliminates that. Oh, okay. So, so like in America, people are everybody has to wait for the people to like yeah. So in the box yeah. So sometimes it'll be a, a yellow le- blinking arrow to take a left turn okay, out of a gotcha. four way intersection in here in America, and people will cut that, and that's where those accidents happen. Yeah, this yeah. way they have to sit until that lane of the intersection goes, and they just get to go in front of them. Gotcha. So a lot safer. So things like that. That, that does make DMV, sense now that I think like about that. think about it because cutting turning left. Mm-hmm. And the oncoming traffic is always a bitch. It's kind of scary, too. It's kind of scary. And, like, you don't want to be sitting. You feel like a dick if you're sitting there for, like, over a minute. And, and if it turns just like red a bunch and you're in the intersection, then yeah. you got to cut through on all reds. Like, yeah. that's brutal. Well, I think you're le- – I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's, like, you're legally allowed – I think you're out here, it's, like, you're legal – two cars are, like, legally allowed to cut – like to turn after it turns mm-hmm. red if they're everyone in. just waits and lets them through yeah and california i think it's four <laughs> because there's so much goddamn traffic out there yeah it's like you're allowed like four people to go but 
Yeah, yeah, that's so lots wild, of differences. That yeah. sounds wild. Jesus. But riding a motorcycle, dude. Oh my gosh! Like so being, freeing. Jesus. I won't actively admit to any traffic crimes. Actually, it doesn't matter now that I'm there. But <laughs> yeah. But oh my goodness! You, you can just lane, lane splitting. Mm-hmm. All that's just completely commonplace. No one. Right. And, and the whole thing it's expected. is, you know, like when you get cut off. Say if I got cut off out there, or an American one, they would get so pissed off that they got cut off. They would take that personally. Mm-hmm. Well, because the focus is so much on personal safety when you're out there on the roads. Mm-hmm. All you're only responsible for yourself. So if right. someone cuts you off, it is your responsibility. You can't be mad. They're just trying to do what's best for them. Right. So everybody understands correct. that. Everybody's like out for themselves. Correct. If yeah. you if you would bump into someone, they're not going to look at you and be like, "I'm going to take offense to that." They're going to be like, "I'm glad we're both safe and let's continue." Wow, that's crazy. So it wasn't it wasn't like they were all kind or anything like that, but right. just the mindset while just driving different, is totally it's different protective mindset. driving at right. all times. Right, right, right. Because they know people know how fucking dangerous yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. They'd rather they'd rather take a little bump, ride with this person for a little bit, than fucking die. Yeah, they'd rather <laughs> they'd rather let that person in first. Yeah, like there's no competition there. Just go ahead. Everybody's I mean, going. I'm like, not going to take it personally. Everybody's going relatively the same. Right and speed. Anything behind you, like on the motorcycle here in America, I would probably look at my motorcycle if I was driving. I would look left and right, use the blink the mm-hmm. things a lot. Mm-hmm. But because everyone is so close, whether in front of you to the side, looking back. You, it's super dangerous because yeah. someone could stop right in front of you. You're, you're driving. Screwed. You're driving three feet, three feet <laughs> behind someone. And you got one somebody three feet behind you. Yes. <laughs> so all you're paying attention to is your field of view right in front of you because yep. that's all you can control. If someone hits you, it doesn't matter. Being able to look behind won't matter. You're going to get hit. That's because wild. of the proximity of totally the people different mindset. Like for driving, you're Jesus. so close that you're feeling the exhaust of the scooter in front of you, like gas <laughs> your body. Probably getting a little high too. <laughs> Jesus, those Lots fumes. Lots of gas. Yeah. My God. But yeah, driving motorcycle through metropolitan, like I stayed in what was the equivalent of Taiwanese Chicago. So a city wow. called Kaohsiung, 2.8 million people. I lived Dang. not too far from the second building, second tallest building in all of Taiwan. Holy I almost shit. lived How in the tall? shadow of that. It's got to be 85 floors, I think. My God. You went to the top? Nope. Closed no. due to COVID. Oh, Shame. that sucks. Shame. That but been a cool but year. had multiple hotels in there, had movie theaters in there, what? had stores in there, convenience stores, Jesus. like casinos. Like it was fat. It was My a big God. one. My God. Like the Mall of America in a yep. 85 floor tower. <laughs> Dude, just driving from in the base, like at the base of that, such a tall building, mm-hmm. all the way out to the mountains among pineapple, banana, mango fields. Like just. I definitely remember you saying, beach. yeah, like uh, there was everything in between there. Mm-hmm. Like from, from the mountains, basically down to the down to the ocean and the big cities right the rural parts i could drive an hour and a half south and be in a surf town that equaled hawaii or i could Mm -hmm. drive like four hours north and be in a city as dense as new york city like just the the geographic diversity there right ridiculous right and so i forget i always forget is it's not an island is it it is an island okay i am i get confused it it being on the coast or it being an island. Okay, so it is just like a gigantic island. Yep. Yeah. I remember now the maps you were showing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like where you were going. And it's not even that big. It takes four hours to drive from the top to the bottom like that. And mm-hmm. there's 23 million people. God. On that island. And a lot of it That's is insane. still, a lot of it is still nature. Like there are huge nature preserves. Right. I'll, a lot of it's uninhabited. Yeah, I remember the map a little bit. A lot of the cities are like on the edge. Yep. All right around, all along like the coast, right? Mm-hmm. Are there volcanoes on that island? No volcanoes. I don't know where it is. 
in huh. reference to the Ring of Fire, though, because I'm pretty sure the Ring of Fire does cut through East Asia. Oh, yeah, maybe. But I'm not sure where. No, what are the, what are the lots mountains of, like? Lots of earthquakes, though. Like, really? Like, every week there'll be one, an earthquake. Holy shit. I wonder, did they get bad flooding and stuff, or? Not really. They do, they do pretty well in terms of that kind of stuff. Natural disasters. Uh, Tsunamis. Monsoons. Monsoons, monsoons, are monsoons are fucked. Like, uh, Wisconsin, getting, rain, rain in Wisconsin, like heavy rain in Wisconsin, yeah, it's brutal. You, it's you don't getting really worse. Go it is getting kind of bad. In Taiwan, it would be like you are taking a shower every time you step outside <laughs> with like 40 mile an hour winds just blowing you. Oh, Jesus. Left and right. Like, and that was like the majority of the day. day. That's like the majority of the days. There would be like 15 minute spurts of that. But oh, it's just if you are weird. outside, you're going to get destroyed by rain. You should just expect so, it. Yeah, yeah, like I was riding a motorcycle in Chacos, so like sandals. I was because in rubber sandals because you can't wear shoes. I tried wearing shoes one time. <laughs> Waterlogged. Oh, they still squeak. No those, way. Those are the ones I was wearing yesterday. They, they never really they're got. Nike, they're Nike running shoes. Never really got and dry. They're so they're so squeaky now. Ooh, might want to toss those. <laughs> but yeah, so they, Jesus, dude. earthquakes they have. They they have had a couple serious earthquakes in the past mm. couple decades, but monsoons. Yeah, just the, the snow. The mountains will have snow. Okay. In the winter as well. How tall are they? I are they like because I know my, like Mount Adams is like twelve thousand feet. I know that, and that's like a relatively that's like a relatively mid sized mountain. I want to say like I I climbed that. How big I, was I summited it? that twelve thousand feet. Nice. Um, summited that with the with the boys out in Washington in like six seven hours. But I mean that's that's up there. So in Taiwan there are two hundred and eighty six mountain summits Holy. that are over nine thousand square feet or Damn, nine thousand feet. That's a lot. Jesus. That would be fun, dude. So like do some twelve thousand, twelve thousand, twelve thousand. Yeah, it seems like the highest one is about twenty twelve thousand seven hundred feet. What type of wild animals do they have in those fucking crazy jungles also very weird because like no horses because the island's not that big so they can't have like free roam horses or things huh. like that um a lot of small animals like i was in we were having a, a friend of the program show us around one of the surf spots and uh-huh. we went into this like it was like a nature preserve but also a museum and it talked about the the, the size of the animals because resources are relatively small the big animals can't survive there like a bear couldn't survive there because Mm -hmm. there's not enough like prey like the whole the life cycle wouldn't support a bear Mm -hmm. but there are like capybaras or like tiny little basically mouses that have a mix between a mouse and a capybara like a little what the hell like a little hog like a tiny little hog like that's like that's (laughs) a little rodent yeah yeah lots of different types of birds um monkeys i mean yep monkeys Ugh. Like at one of the schools, my friend taught at a Screecher school monkeys? where the, the monkeys, they've been known to open the windows or come into the classroom through the windows. Really? They're like relatively aggressive monkeys. Like they will. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a college. Monkeys un- will get what they want. Yeah. There's a college <laughs> university um, at, the ba- at like one of these beaches and the monkeys would come down onto the beach where this university is and like just go through the library or like go into students' dorms. You have to lock down your dorms because a monkey, if, oh, if you leave shit. a window open, a monkey can go in there. Like, wreck, imagine a monkey wrecking your dorm. Yeah, that's insane, bro. That's wild. <laughs> like, oops, I left my window open. And a, a monkey, monkey got in. in. <laughs> Went into my mini fridge. You shit in my bed. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. So, yeah, lots of 
It's a tropical island, basically. Yeah. It's just straight tropical Damn. island. Damn. I mean, it reminds me of when I went to Belize, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing, um, where, you know, Belize is kind of the same deal where it's um, right on the coast and it's got the same deal where like mountains kind of on one, one end of the, one end of the country and mm-hmm. then goes all the way down to the, down to the ocean on the other end and you got all the, the little tiny, uh, keys and islands and stuff out there wild dude like tropical places are so wild and i wonder if that's because we're coming from wisconsin they or prob- if, probably because I mean, it's I mean, just so different <laughs> like i mean i haven't like i've been to florida like a few times mm-hmm. but that's not like when i went to belize that was tropical like yeah it, i mean central like yeah that's like Central America, um, but that was the most tropical like uh, environment that I've ever been in. I, that, that's per, that's like a rare opportunity for, uh, yeah, living up in. I mean, when we living up here, it's a long ways away. Life, <laughs> so, life like, especially when it comes to like temperature and that kind of thing, it's just very moderate here. Like, it's, yeah, it's right. The cold, uncomfortable, right. but in terms of the summers. Like, compared to even across the country, we experience very mild summers, very, very mild. mild falls. It's just the winter. Just so the then to go to winter. a place where it's, it's not moderate ever, it's yeah. just cooking. Just cooking all the time, and there's just lush, lush green. There's the wildlife or the, the plants just are huge, mm-hmm. you know? That was probably the, the biggest thing, yeah. That I I noticed first off was the plants in Belize. They were just gigantic because <laughs> it yeah rains so much. You get so much sun. Everything's mm-hmm. just overgrown as fuck. But yeah, dude. I mean, have you ever? Uh, so did you did you do any ocean stuff? Like, did Definitely. you? Yeah, because uh, w- w- when I went down there, I was uh, I did some snorkeling Sweet. and like saw some turtles. Some sea turtles. And that's it, that's like, more in line with what I did over mm-hmm. in Taiwan. We uh, there were some like some nurse sharks, <laughs> or like the the sharks that don't like uh, the sharks that don't hurt you or anything. Mm-hmm. Got to like pet some of those, but I don't know if you did any of that stuff. But yeah, a few weeks before the country shut down, me and my buddy Rory, shout out to Rory Madigan, um, <laughs> shout out to Rory. Uh, him and I went scuba diving. Like we straight up scuba diving, scuba diving, you know, wow. which was sick, which was super I didn't know sick. That. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So take a class and everything. Or like, <laughs> was it, I'm see. sure it wasn't, was it like crazy scuba dive or was it kind of yes, like, we took a class. <laughs> uh, basically it was just an instructor giving us the rundown. He could tell we were relatively apt. We were relatively, yeah. with it. I mean, we had, yeah. I, I had looked you weren't diving on like a shipwreck. No, it yeah. was, it was deep as 24 feet. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't two kicks and you could have been on your way towards the surface at any point. So yeah, it's not, yeah. nothing, nothing crazy, Yeah, but it was just, that's so cool though. Damn. This guy who spoke perfect English, thank God he did. And he just ran us through the suit. Um, they, they did stay connected to us. Like at sometimes they would let us float off or whatever. But mm-hmm. there was at some point, just because they had taught us how to do it an hour ago, they stayed super close to us. Right, right. Um, but got to swim along sea turtles. It's a 10000 10, US dollar fine if you fuck with the sea turtles there. Wow. So, but we got so close that had I dropped my finger, we would have touched them. Like they, we literally got so close to them. You just can't touch them. That's and sketchy. It, and after years and years of this, they're so docile that they'll just, they'll just look back at you and then they'll go back to digging. Cause they know. Yep. They're, like they they will not, them. they know that there's 0% chance that they'll be touched, which is a cool it's relationship. A haven. It's a haven. Cool relationship for humans the to reefs, have with animals. The reefs like 
in good health? I'm no. not sure. Couldn't go out that far. Could, oh, you didn't see. So I did see like coral and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, lionfish. Mm-hmm. The guy brought Rory over to a lionfish and got him so stupid close to the lionfish. We get back up to the water and he's like, uh, "That was a lionfish, wasn't it?" And he, the guy who was helping him or whatever, the scuba diver, um, he said, "Yeah." And Rory's like, "Those are kind of dangerous, aren't they?" And his English wasn't the best. All he said was. Yeah, hospital, and then just walked away. <laughs> Holy fuck! So stuff like that was. They can send you to the hospital. The, are they the, super poisonous? Yeah, they're yeah. poisonous. So yeah, okay. that was. <laughs> Jesus, you saw it. Yep. Yeah. Probably like this big. It was I would have shit cool. a brick. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it probably looks crazy. So yeah, did that. Damn. Bro. Um, Holy shit! I can't. Yeah, scuba diving. I mean, dude, that's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. I that feeling. Mm-hmm. Because when I was just snorkeling, I mean, I saw the scuba dive. I saw some scuba divers down there, and I was like, man, I wonder what it's like to just be able to move around in the water mm-hmm. without having to worry about coming up, you know, and just being, like, that free to mm-hmm. do whatever you want down there and go check everything out. Like, I'm sure, like, shipwreck diving and deep water diving, that's got to be a little bit more stressful, but oh, honestly, yeah. it was... My dad did that stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Sketchy. Yeah. He do- he's done it in the Great Lakes. No way. There's a ton of shipwrecks yeah, in the Great that'd Lakes. That'd be sweet. But, um, yeah, he definitely had to go through, like, some crazy yeah, classes the, and it's, because you can fuck your shit up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, there, some people did when the Fulbrighters the, that were there for 11 months, mm-hmm. they would go They would go and spend a weekend because you can get certified in a three-day weekend. Oh, you're, just, okay. you're just diving eight hours a day taking right, class. Like, right, So, it's you intense. can, like, and Taiwanese certification for scuba divers is recognized worldwide. So, you can take it elsewhere too which would be sweet that would but, be awesome yeah it was just very you're just kind of like in a meditative state yeah you just kind of you, you hear no sounds unless you're creating Trippy. them or it's the bubbles like all visual is, yep all visual you're floating and the water space. Is, it's bath water like i'm sure in other places like great lakes that's not warm like you will be cold as shit down there oh, at yeah. the bottom Freezing. of great lakes so for me to be it was warm right yeah i was yeah. wearing a wetsuit but i was literally warm yeah. The whole time. So it was just like a sensory deprivation take, basically, yeah, but right. with a view of a tropical underwater scene. So Jesus, ridiculous. bro. <laughs> that is wild. And, uh, it's like you're in space. Mm-hmm. And I think I have arrhythmia, so my, my heartbeat is messed up. So and I think with people with heart issues, you're not supposed to scuba. But I just, I was like, I can't not give up this opportunity. If, right. if my, something happens to my heart, I can do two kicks and I'll be up at the surface and just be done. But mm-hmm. I was like, I got to take, this is a risk that's willing to take. And it was. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, you, obviously you were fine. But yeah. yeah, if anything were to go, you know, you would notice it. Okay. You would recognize it. But if I stop breathing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't say that. Knock on wood. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, that was probably dude, my biggest ocean adventure. That that stuff is that stuff kind of freaks me out, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be so awesome to go do, but I know I would be freaked out, <laughs> like uh, leading up to it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would just have to. I would obviously have to like have like a buddy there or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that kind of stuff just freaks me out because you're totally. I mean, it freaks you out for a reason because you're doing something that's that could definitely kill you. I mean, it's dangerous and it's completely out of this world. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, scuba diving is not something you do every day unless you're living that life. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things like the ultimate out of your comfort zone. 
you know, moments too, like where you're just experiencing something that, you know, you might only experience a few times in your whole life. Mm-hmm. It's so hard <laughs> to be present. Like, yeah, that was one thing I struggled with, with the whole trip is that, yeah, you can say I'm working on being present, but I don't know. It was just when I was seeing something cool, like when I was down there trying to create and take that mental picture, mm-hmm. there's no true way to soak it in so much that you can return to it. You right. can remember it as a memory, right. but until fully live in the present that, um, all these self-help and all the meditative stuff talks about these mm-hmm. days to be so in that present, I found it so hard to be in that oh, kind yeah. of disappointing because I want to go back to that place. I want to be back in that headspace. I want to go back to that experience. And yes, I can remember it. Yes, I have pictures. But to really feel the feelings and to truly be present, that's something that's so tough when you're in Dude. a foreign place, when mm-hmm. you're surrounded by strangers or people you just met. It's very true. Wise whole- words, though. <laughs> I mean, it's real. That's mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. Um, Understanding the importance of presence, being present, I think is so big these days. Uh, for sure. One hundred percent. I mean, because <laughs> everybody, I feel most people aren't. Mm-mm. I mean, this life is crazy. Like being a person, there's just so much shit you got to worry about, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you got to take a second to stop and smell the roses. And maybe honestly, not to turn it back to COVID, but sounds good not to bring this back to COVID, but I think it was a stop and sm- Okay. I have a hard time saying this because of all the bad things that happened because of COVID, but for mm-hmm. those who made it luckily out unscathed, I think it was a stop and smell the roses type of situation. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I was, yeah, it was, I mean, coming throughout that whole entire thing, it was definitely, I felt like I was in a different world. (laughs) You're stuck with yourself. You're in a position like, yeah, never have human beings have to spend so many, so much time with themselves. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that mental health issues were on the rise. It makes sense. That's very true. Yeah. Things like that. Like, People had to face their demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people that had been running or had been using coping habits to run mm-hmm. were no longer allowed to run. So they had to face a lot of things. So I think th- it was a it was a very interesting shakeup for a lot of people. Those right. of us were, again, lucky to make it out unscathed. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I mean, it br- it, yeah, it brought up, I, I think it just forced people to, yeah, like you said, just like stop and take a look at where they are and take a look, take a look at what they've done in their lives and stuff they haven't done in their lives and you know, their goals and stuff. And yeah, I mean, reprioritization of things that they value for sure. I, f- I, I, I think it was so necessary to be honest because to me, it's so hard to remember a world, the world that we were in before <laughs> now that it's been this long. Like, I can't recognize that world almost anymore. Like I, obviously it's, that's like kind of an over exaggeration, but yeah, this is just like, it's just, everything is just new. Like Mm -hmm. everything has just got the reset button. Every person, everyone had that same chapter start and end. Yep. Yep. So like when we think about our college days, that's pre COVID, that's where we start. That's our frame of reference is pre COVID. Pre pre COVID. (laughs) And everybody's got a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully that, hopefully that can bring just like, hopefully that can connect people a little bit more. Mm-hmm. 
I hope that I hope this whole shit can connect people uh, like more. That's, I mean, that's kind of the reason why I fucking I wanted to do this stuff, because mm-hmm. like, man, we've been stewing in our thoughts for a year. <laughs> yeah, well, and even like before it all happened, I feel like there was a disconnection issue just with like the way, the way just like we live our lives now with all of this uh, technology and mm-hmm. um, all of this just these facades of, you know, these talking heads mm-hmm. were giving us information and stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it's, yeah, I, there was, I felt like a big disconnect bef- even before it. And like, w- like the whole thing exas- like exaggerated even more. And I don't know, hopefully, yeah, I, I don't know. I just hope that people, can just connect through this through this whole experience through mm-hmm. this whole related shared world experience more mm-hmm. you know I, f- I i just feel i just hope that people yeah learned a little, little learned a little something about themselves mm-hmm. and hopefully got a little bit better <laughs> in their own lives and stuff man obviously that's not going to be everybody but shit i mean this is yeah i don't know if you didn't look at like this past year as an as an opportunity for to do some like huge change or like personal just re- growth. reset something in your life, man, that like even and in, and even now, even just going forward, like this is the perfect time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everybody. Yeah, you can kind of reinvent yourself a little bit. Yeah, per se. Right, right. Just try something new. I mean, because everything's new now. We're living in the. We're living in the pandemic times or the post-pandemic times, or now we got more stuff coming. Who knows? <laughs> Nobody knows, man. Like, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully now you're just well, you're better armed to deal with whatever comes next. Yep. Internally. Yeah. Not externally, because right. there's no, there's very few ways you can control what's going to happen to you mm-hmm. in the external. But at least, I mean, if you can come out of a period like COVID with a positive mindset or having felt like you've grown, I think that's that's a win in itself. Yeah, bro. Preach, preach, hundred <laughs> percent reach yeah and i mean uh, yeah uh, it's just an opportunity the whole thing is just not you gotta look at like an opportunity i think Mm -hmm. um but yeah your whole experience bro like that having that perspective is gonna be nuts going forward in life Mm -hmm. I, i i think uh living through that and yeah i like what you said about that sense like being present and how that is a struggle, um, because I totally agree. I mean, I definitely struggle with that shit, and like I worry a lot about like stuff I shouldn't even. I don't know, just like you know where the world's headed, like big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just stuff I think about, um, and obviously like you know get a little bit of anxiety in there too gotta have a little bit of that (laughs) but yeah being present is so hard dude and yeah even when like you said even i mean i think you saying that and like i can picture you out in taiwan just like going through all that experiencing like this whole crazy new world this like beautiful place on earth that i don't know anybody that's had that experience. I mean, you, you're, you're, you, you, you now have like these, these memories that can, it's like a power Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that can give like all your friends and all your family like insights into that whole place and that culture and just the differences of through throughout all of last year throughout all that stuff and yeah i think it's that shit's amazing like the the fact that i know someone <laughs> that i got like a best friend like that that's having had an experience like that fuck like dude that's sick yeah that's so sick Thanks. i mean yeah dude um it, it's all about learning i think mm-hmm. it's all about learning hopefully man i really want an experience like that again soon because dude i like traveling it's the best mm-hmm. i love traveling but haven't been able to for a while but damn need to definitely want to like have a vacation soon. Hop, up, hop on a plane somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been stacking up some PTO. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Yeah, bro. All right, dude. Well, I think that was, that was, that was an awesome combo. Thanks. I like that. It was fun. Was, dude. Yeah. I mean, hearing about that stuff is so sweet and I'm sure you got a ton more stories, but yeah, that was hearing about this. I love hearing about that stuff. <laughs> Definitely wanted to record that and like be able to go back to this. This and, will be fun to look at. Yeah, exactly. Especially, well, especially too, cause I wanted it to be fresh, <laughs> you know, you wait too long on something like that. The memories start to, my opinions, opinions will start to change. Exactly. Yeah. That's the biggest it's thing. Raw. I mean, going back to like when I was in Belize too, like I, I so much, I was, when I came back from there, and that was only two weeks, like mm-hmm. 14 days, not long at all. Nothing in comparison to what you went through, but still very like monumental thing. But coming back, it was, yeah, it, uh, I totally recognized that those memories were fading. Mm-hmm. And I totally was recognizing that was, that I was like, oh shit, in a year, I'm not going to be able to remember like 80% of what those like the specific details that I did in that place and like those, those memories, like I'll have, obviously I have vague like memories of it and like overall, you know, an overall idea about it, but the ability, yeah, just having something fresh and like, you can still remember all those little like specific tiny details. Mm -hmm. Oh man. It's yeah. had to, had to get it out of you (laughs) fresh, dude. I'm sure we'll talk about it more though, but that was fucking awesome, bro. It's been fun. Yeah, dude. That was fun. All right. Peace. Peace. (laughs)